1: Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer.
2: On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between.
1: On this week's episode, we will be discussing Prince Harry and Barack Obama's bromance and Blake Lively's latest project.
2: We also have a special segment featuring a lovely guest, Alexandra Daddario of Baywatch. Um, She was in the studio last week, and Josh and I talked to her about Zac Efron dating rumors, The Rock as a potential presidential candidate, and her guilty pleasure obsession.
1: But before we get to our really fun interview with Alexandra, or Alex, as I guess she told us to call her, we want to talk about our pal and friend of the podcast, Prince Harry, who hosted this past weekend. It was kind of a surprise when I saw it on social media because sometimes these things get announced way in advance or you know they're happening for a long time. But this, as far as I can tell, came out of nowhere that uh, they posted a photo that Harry had hung out with uh, Barack Obama, the former president, (laughs) I needed to add that in in case anyone just wasn't clear who Barack Obama was. Now everyone knows. No need to
2: Wikipedia Uh, him. Josh has you covered.
1: Don't ask Siri. I just filled you guys in at Kensington Palace. Why they met was, according to time, it was to discuss support for veterans, mental health, conservation, empowering young people, the work of their respective foundations. Um, Obama had offered his condolences to the victims of the Manchester attack and support for those recovering from injuries. But we're not going to focus on those serious, (laughs) worthy, important topics and instead discuss what we want to believe they were also talking about otherwise. Yeah. So, Julia, first of all, were you as excited. I was excited about this friendship lasting even past Obama being in office.
2: Right. It was it's a bromance, a veritable bromance, I think we can say. I was very excited because my brother, Jack, who does not he's not very into pop culture or royals, but he actually tweeted us. This news link um, and President Obama tweeted a very great picture of the two of them hanging out, which was everything I wanted. They were wearing like they had huge grins on their face. Both looked very handsome. They had white button down shirts and blazers, but like no tie top buttons unbuttoned, like they were really relaxed. So they
1: both. I think they both really love that. When I think of, you know, like action figure, when you imagine what someone's, uh, you know, go to outfit would be like if they were an action figure, I feel like for both of them right now, it's that look, the no the blazer with no tie, unbuttoned shirt. If that sums up Harry and now this in this stage of his life, Obama really well. So I was like, oh, this is such an indicative photo. But
2: I would write in because I want at this point the special collection Obama figurine of him in that leather jacket.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, his... I mean, someone brought this up the other day at a, like, edit meeting. Like, the looks, he... His whole style seems very different post-presidency. He almost has, like, a GQ cover kind of vibe to his looks, including the leather jacket look. His looks in Italy were all like that, too. Uh, yeah.
2: But I just want to believe that... I, Definitely
1: uh, the main thing to be talking about in reference to <laughs> Barack Obama also. <laughs> He's a stylish guy. I think he's a male model, famous on Instagram.
2: Famous on Instagram. Um, <laughs> I just, I wonder how long the meeting was between, I want right. I want to believe that it was like, I don't know. Sick. Well, I
1: think it's interesting too, because they were in Italy. So he must've said to his staff or his handler, whoever books his travel, you know, let's make a stop in London to, I mean, ostensibly just to see Harry, right? I Do you think they text?
2: Do you think they text?
1: I could see them really hitting it off. It makes, it makes a lot more sense to me than him and William. I don't know really why, but I just see Harry. Don't you kind of see it?
2: I feel like President Obama has a really... Former President Obama uh, yeah. ha- has a really great sense of humor, and I think Harry does as well. I know Harry, yeah. Harry did some things with Michelle Obama for the Invictus game, so I just feel like they really have some commonality and just, like, personalities.
1: I want I think what we are all waiting for and will actually probably be the end of this podcast because once this happens there'll be no purpose for us anymore <laughs> will be when Barack and Michelle have a double date with Harry and Megan
2: right um
1: which well, I feel like is not too far off it somehow seems very likely to me to happen soon that would actually be a great debut for like their engagement or something
2: oh first public outing right I I really I would love that but Josh let's fantasy fiction out this scenario Do you think that Prince Harry, like, walked down to the Kensington Palace Whole Foods and, like, went shopping for Obama? (laughs) Like, I really want Obama to try out this new cheese. I've been, I don't know. What do you think? See,
1: I feel like if, okay, so I think if Meghan was around, maybe she would have said, you know, Harry, you know, aren't you going to crack open one of these recipes from... I don't know, the Meghan Markle artisanal handwritten cookbook that she has on hand at all times. But I think when it's just Harry, if anything, if he left it to his own devices to keep it sort of a no frills hangout, I I see him taking out like a Triscuits box or like Ritz crackers and being like, hey, you know, I forgot. Like, are you hungry? Like, want some of these? Like, I don't think he's in any way pre-plans so it or he does didn't, anything. So he didn't
2: even pour the crackers into a bowl. No. He just offered him <laughs> the, the already open box.
1: And I feel like Brockman was like, oh, great. You know, like, I don't think, I don't think any, either of them cares. I think they're just kind of are down. You know, maybe they, maybe they walked to pick up a slice of pizza or something. I think it's very, very low key. I don't see Harry. I don't know. Unless, unless this is, he thinks, you know, this is like his special fancy friend where he has to do something like that. But I don't really see it.
2: I don't see it either. But obviously they had very important, serious matters to discuss. <laughs> but I would love to believe that in some world, maybe there was a half hour at the end of the conversation, at the end of the hangout, where Obama like asked him what the latest was with Meghan.
1: Yeah. And I feel like he would bring it up because I feel like he kind of, you know, he's not nervous about kind of making f- jokes and, you know, that kind of stuff. I feel like he would rib Harry if they have a good relationship.
2: And I feel like if anyone has watched Suits, I feel like President <laughs> Obama has maybe caught an episode. For some reason, I can just see that lining up.
1: <laughs> well, it's funny because I think we've both noticed. I mean, my parents watch it. I feel like I've come across other people's parents who have watched it. I feel like it's, the, it's a show for that age demographic eats that stuff up the procedural usa vibe and i could see it too i could see him being into it in which case maybe he's familiar with megan's work
2: i wonder if like harry asked him for any sort of relationship advice or if harry outlined his proposal plans to obama uh
1: if you're gonna ask anyone for advice you know why if barack Obama's, like you know eating triscuits (laughs) with you i think why not right I would ask him for advice on literally anything in my life. So I don't know why he went about this high profile relationship that the world is watching, which must be, you know, kind of eating away at his insides that everyone's <laughs> watching every move. So I don't know. I think maybe, yeah.
2: You know that do you, he read that People magazine. He had a lot of follow up questions that he was saving.
1: Do you him. think Megan checked in when she knew this meeting was happening? Like during, do you think she FaceTimed in? Do you think she called after? Do you think she kind of played it low key?
2: I think she played it low key, but she definitely... Wow, I
1: love that <laughs> solemn pause where you really took in the gravity of that question. <laughs> okay. I think yeah. if this
2: were TIG era, Megan, I think yeah. that she would have tried to like get something out of it for mm-hmm, her, mm-hmm. As, as she should have for her, her blog, rest, right. in um, rest in peace. Rest
1: in peace. Pour out a balsamic vinaigrette jar
2: but uh, no, I think she definitely wants to know how it went after. I think she, she asked if her name came up. I think it's one of those things where she was like, so what did you guys talk about?
1: On that note, we had a really great chat last week with uh, Alexandra Daddario a few days before her movie Baywatch was set to come out. She, as Julie mentioned before, we talked about Zac Efron, The Rock, uh, her role in the movie and what it was like filming it.
2: She has a lot of thoughts about Zach. Efron being cast as Ted Bundy, which was very interesting to hear.
1: So let's toss it to that interview we did last week. We are so excited today to have Alex Daddario, uh, the star of Baywatch, which is coming out. uh, I guess when you're listening to this, I'm not sure what day it will be, but it comes out on Friday, Memorial Day weekend. Thursday Mm -hmm. midnight the night before. Yes. You might know her from True Detective, San Andreas. Yeah, we're really excited to have you here. Thanks yes, for coming. Thank you for having me. So how's this week been? I know like the week before a huge movie like this comes out. There's all sorts yeah. of stuff. Is it exhausting? Is it fun? It must be like all sorts of...
0: It's a little, it's a combination of everything, but mostly it's it's exciting. And this is the biggest press tour I've been on. It's, it's very surreal. You sort of feel, you know, I live a very normal life and I don't really feel like any kind of celebrity in my normal life. So when you're doing these press, especially when you're hanging out with Zach Efron and doing all the press with Zac Efron, it's like you do feel like in this bubble of weird celebrity yeah. and paparazzi and that kind of thing it's really fun i and you know i i get tired but it's almost like you're you're just on this adrenaline high so you just keep going
2: had you been a fan of the original tv show or
0: You know, I had never seen the original TV show for whatever reason. I don't know. It wasn't just one of the things that popped up on TV in our households. But I watched all the E! True Hollywood stories of all the cast Mm -hmm. members or the ones that they had. Um, And Yasmeen Bleeth in particular was one of the people that I became sort of fascinated by. So I became fascinated by Baywatch, sort of through the lies of the actors, and Pamela Anderson had obviously all of this crazy stuff happen. Yeah. Tommy Lee and you know, men just were literally falling to pieces over her. She's like the ultimate. Yeah. You know, there's just like
1: the pinup kind of like, yeah. Yeah.
0: And it just created such a a storm of craziness with Tommy Lee, just could not. He just was was so in love with her and all the drama that went with them and um, so it made for some fascinating E! True Hollywood stories.
1: I got to see the movie on Monday night which was so fun and, and I guess I should, sort of maybe hadn't been aware but like when the Pamela Anderson makes her cameo at the end I was like whoa like it was, yeah. so, it was really exciting to like see and David Hasselhoff too. Yeah.
0: I think it was important to have yeah. the two of them yeah. in the in the film you know Their Baywatch. Yeah. So it was important to have their support and it was really cool that they both came and were a part of it.
1: Was it fun having them on set?
2: Right, like, did they come and, like, fact-check anything for you guys? Like, no, you're doing this wrong, since they were, like, the originals?
0: (laughs) No, not that I'm aware of. They may have, I don't know, but the the creators of Baywatch actually were involved, their producers on the film. So I think that they would have been more the people who are fact-checking or sort of making decisions. But it was exciting to have the we like, the whole set would be a buzz with, you know, the week before David Hasselhoff and Ben Mendelsohn yeah. came. Everyone would be talking about how they're coming, and we were all so excited. To it was cool. I was very starstruck.
1: I feel like David Hasselhoff's the one where you just like bite the bullet and ask for like a selfie or something because right. it's, oh, like, it's like it's like sure. yeah. I feel like he's but just. I
0: haven't actually met him yet oh, okay. because oh, wasn't. I wasn't working when he came to set, and I didn't actually know which day exactly. I somehow missed it, so I'm going to meet him in Berlin. And, oh and my Germany gosh. is obviously That's so place. for Baywatch. Yeah. Yes.
2: I mean, forget about America and Zac Efron. Like, no disrespect <laughs> to him, but I feel like David Hasselhoff in Germany is going to like
0: be mob scene. He's like the biggest pop star in Germany, or something. He right, has a huge they, music career there.
1: Oh. Wait, I so am not aware of this. Yes, yes. like currently, he is, like it's like he, oh he, yes,
2: they I, go I, wild. I, like he like sells I out have tours. No idea. I know he this.
0: is like a combination of Michael Jackson and Brad Pitt, and like he is he is a huge huge star in Germany. Oh my gosh! Wow. I, I,
2: I wish you course. were taking a, like a doc. You have to take some sort of footage of just like following him around. <laughs> like people faint. To the left and right. Yeah. That's going to be amazing.
0: Yeah. And that's not even to say that he's not a huge star elsewhere because everybody knows who yeah, David Hasselhoff right. is. But I think it's just a different level of fervor in in right. Germany.
1: Wow. That's amazing. My David yeah, Hasselhoff knowledge some, is not nearly extensive enough. It I wasn't. Know.
0: but uh, For me, it wasn't <laughs> either until I did this movie.
1: One of the things, like, I feel like watching the movie, I kept. I was with a colleague of mine from Vanity Fair, and we were both saying that it just seemed like the crew, that's like six of you, the main, you know, crew, just had this great chemistry and vibe. Like, all the dynamics were just, like, so, I don't know, fun. Was it that way filming? I just feel like it seems like the kind of thing where you guys all got along really well. Yes. Was it that way, in fact?
0: Yes. And, you know, everybody... Every actor is instructed and has to say when they go do a press. Tour <laughs> yeah, about we all how got They like, a while, oh, yeah. we all loved each other. Meanwhile, when you hear the real <laughs> stories, it's just nightmarish. And then Like a year later, um, yeah, right. So, but this is truly, you know, and these are people that um, Ilfinesh and John Bass, in particular, are two people that I talk to pretty regularly, and we're friends, and yeah. we go and we hang out, and you know, it's it's always cool when you have these long-term relationships and friendships that you build off of, of working together. But we all got along so well and we have a lot of the movies improv and that's like our own senses of humor and our own sort of just chemistry and our It's We have to be comfortable with each other to sort of have that, that kind of, improv going, which not to say every scene is, but you know, it's, it's important. We're really lucky. There's some incredibly talented people in this cast. And I think people will be amazed by what a lot of this cast ends up doing and where their careers go.
1: And you had worked with The Rock before on San Andreas.
2: Do you call him The Rock? Like when you know him and work together or is it Dwayne?
0: So
1: That's a great question. I've never thought about so that. So
0: no, I do not call him The Rock to his face. I'm sure if I did, he'd be like, "Hey," cuz he's the nicest guy ever. But no, I call him Dwayne, yeah. and but I call him The Rock behind his back. And sometimes I just fully say Dwayne The Rock Johnson, but the thing that everyone calls him is DJ. Oh. On set everyone's like DJ, 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 DJ. DJ. So, um For some reason, I I never really started calling him DJ. (laughs) I always call him Dwayne. But yeah, definitely I call him The Rock.
2: He just seems like the nicest, warmest, over-the-top, like nice person.
0: He is. And he's got a great sense of humor, and he doesn't take himself too seriously in the wrong way. He wants to be happy, and he wants to make other people happy and lift other people up. And he's always complimentary towards the people he works with. And you watch him do promote these films and every film he does he singles out every cast member that he's working with and he he talks them up and and talks about their good qualities and really supports the people around him and i think that's so smart it's also it's not calculated he genuinely really wants to lift people up but it's also so smart because you know You're in a movie where you're building these people's careers and the more people that know them, the more that, you know, people will be interested in them in the film. And so his support, he knows that like loving and supporting other people can only benefit you. And that's a huge lesson to learn that some people struggle with. And um, he's a great guy.
1: That's so true. And, and writing, too, I feel like it's the same way. Like, it's so nice when people are supportive and right. like, helpful and for propping people up and not, you know, it's, it's nice.
0: It's not all about him. Yeah, that's great. You know, and it can get that. And I totally get that. And it's, it's hard work sometimes to focus on other people when you have a million people around all the time and a million people to deal with and to be friendly to. And he genuinely cares about supporting people around him.
1: I'm sure you saw his like SNL thing his like presidential mm-hmm. uh, campaign was that was, are you in support of his uh political ambitions or
0: You know I actually am I it's I'm it's fascinating because I think that the line between celebrity and politicians have it's blurred yeah. I think because politicians especially now in the age of the way you know social media is and the internet politicians are celebrities I don't think that people are distinguishing between them anymore which is Great, because I actually think Dwayne will make a great president if he should so. Yeah, if he's serious about it, and because when you have someone who's as hardworking and honest as he is, who knows how to surround himself with great people and build this empire that he's built, yeah, I think that you know, I think it would be a good choice.
1: I saw him and Tom Hanks on that stage. I was like, I'd be down for this. <laughs> I was like, Tom I, Hanks, like, too. Yeah, I I'm down for Tom I, I, Hanks. I would I trust them with, like, you know, I don't know. They can take, like, legal rights for my you know, whatever. I don't know.
2: You would trust them with having life support commands. Yeah, right. Your, that's, yes. a,
1: that's what I was going for. Right. But I feel yeah. like The
2: Rock, like, you hear about that, and I feel like he does have those same skills, though to, I don't know, just in talking to everybody on set and singling people out. I feel like that's such a big component of the job. And it just sounds like
0: he has that. He does. I mean, obviously, he's a great public speaker. He would do a really, I think, good job communicating with the uh, American public. Right. He's a great communicator.
1: Uh,
2: What was the most surprising thing you learned about him while making this movie?
0: I don't think that there was something the most—I think it's just interesting to see somebody who's so famous and— sort of godlike in a lot of ways and just to see him be human like and to see him interact with his family and to see just just to see somebody that you is on this pedestal or is sort of untouchable in a way and just see him as a normal person and it's it's that's sort of fascinating to see but there isn't a lot that will surprise you about him in that he's He's exactly who he portrays himself to be. He's not dishonest about his, who he is. So when you meet him, you're like, yeah, yeah that's I feel like right. I know you.
1: Yeah. It's you know? like the door is closed and he like throws a chair against the wall. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I know I read somewhere you were had to go through this like kind of intensive, uh, like training regimen for yes. this was that stressful? Was that like fun to get in great shape? Like, was that, I'm just, I don't know. I I,
2: I know I get nervous about like my friends seeing me in a swimming suit at the beach. <laughs> yeah. So I can't even imagine yeah. like preparing I'm for millions of people.
0: It's strange. I never expected my career to go in this direction. When I first started acting, I never, you know, with the true detective of it all and sort of the way that I'm sort of seen as this sexy character yeah. um, which is I've actually in my life been very uncomfortable with my sexuality and I was very mm. nerdy and I've never been like I haven't had a lot of <laughs> boyfriends or anything like that I don't feel like the girl from True Detective so mm. going and being a Baywatch babe is sort of a character for me so I sort of approached it from that place right. of, okay, I'm getting into shape and I'm going to work out really hard and work really hard on, you know, being this role that I'm supposed to be. And, you know, by the time I get to set, I I think, you know, I just felt, I felt confident that I had achieved what I needed to achieve and that there's another thing is that, you know, I, I think as you get older, in my early twenties, it would have been a completely different story. I would have been literally having a panic attack. I would have been completely unpleasant to be around <laughs> yeah. asking everybody, Do I look fat? Yeah. Which is, I think, you know, it's insecurity. And I think as I've gotten older, you develop more confidence just as far as, okay, I've put the work in. It's going to be what it is. And I think that, you know, I hope it sounds a bit strange because I am promoting Baywatch, but I do hope that, you know, we're reaching a point where we're more accepting of women of all different shapes and sizes. And there's, you know, I, I want young women to be... Um, confident and to know that there's, it's not just about looking good in a swimsuit, and that this is part of the joke of Baywatch that there's these supernaturally good looking people who've been working out for five months to get prepared for this role. Yeah. And it's men and women. And that's part of the joke that we're like CIA
1: <laughs> yes, like agents on like, the beach. Yeah, like,
0: <laughs> and we're all like, it doesn't make any sense, and that that's the joke <laughs> of it. Um, so, yeah, it can be intimidating and, and, you know, I just hope that people know that like it's it's all ridiculous and fake.
1: One of my <laughs> you just reminded me of one of my favorite scenes in the movie, which is uh I'm blanking on his character, uh
0: John Bass. John, yeah, what's
1: his character's name? I forgot it. Ronnie Ronnie, yeah, when Ronnie's eating the salad and yes. everyone, and you guys like, like, Ronnie's eating this salad, and then the rest of them are, like, these supernaturally yeah, beautiful people. Yeah, I was, like, people. chowing down spaghetti. Yeah, you're spaghetti. Chowing That spaghetti. was one of my favorite scenes. And, like, you guys are all eating this crazy food. He's like, wait, like, I thought you guys all ate, like, salads to, like, look like this. And you're like, no, no, no. We eat, like, you know, yeah, carbs, pasta. we just eat pasta. whatever we yeah, want. We eat whatever and we want.
0: Because we just look like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that was
1: really funny and just like got at what you're talking about. Right. That kind of like, we're, we're, like a little bit Yeah, exactly. We're self-aware about the idea that these people are like supernaturally right. good looking and yeah.
0: And speaking of John Bass and Ronnie, I, I've said to him while we were shooting and I think he's just so funny in the movie. Yeah, and he's so, funny. so good. And he had such a difficult role in a way to come in and be the guy that the, is the butt of the jokes as far as not looking like everyone, like else. everyone yeah. else and having the one who's eating the salad going, what, what, how do you guys <laughs> yeah, look like yeah. this? And he did such a great job in the role. And I, uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what John Bass ends up doing, you know, in his career because he's he's very funny.
1: Is this his first big I It's his first big, big movie, movie, but, movie. but he, was in,
0: he was in Book of Mormon. Oh, he cool. replaced Josh, G- Josh Gad in Book of Mormon oh, on nice. Broadway. And he's done. He was on um, Big Time Hollywood, Florida just sort of a cultish TV show. And Ooh. so um, I think people will be very impressed by John Bass.
1: So I'm also curious when the like, filming ended, did you continue to be like, were you like, did you go to like Burger King for like the next week or were you more just like I can speaking of that kind of stuff or, or have you kind of maintained the, the, the Baywatch like steep through your, uh, no, no, I can't <laughs>
0: maintain it. I'm too lazy. I no. I mean, and you're talking I to do, someone who hasn't
1: been to the gym probably like six months. So like anything is more than I do. So
0: I I stay in good shape. Obviously, I think it's important. And as an actor, like your body is your you know it's your tool. It's, yeah. Um. But I got to a point where it was non maintainable. But we did start to cheat. Like in the middle of filming, we we're like this is going to last another month. Like, why do we we need to keep dieting? (laughs) So, and we were in Savannah, Georgia, so there's great Southern food. And we, we started, you know, we'd start drinking and eating and, um, enjoying the best that Savannah has to offer.
2: Did you get a lot of time to just hang out with the cast and
0: a little bit of time? And yeah, we mostly, we'd go out and eat some nights. We did have some nights out drinking, but we weren't like a huge party animal cast or anything and we would just hang out i mean there wasn't there wasn't that much time there was a lot of time on set so we did a lot of hanging out in the trailers and mm. on the beach and we were sort of all in it together the girls you know kelly Ilfinesh, and myself we were getting because um we were on this little island called tybee island so we Obviously, having Baywatch and having The Rock and having Zach there was a huge deal. So the paparazzi—and I actually read an article recently about paparazzi, and they said like Baywatch was a perfect movie for paparazzis to go and shoot. Because so
1: outside. Because it was like, all yeah.
0: outside, big stars, and girls in bikinis. Mm-hmm. So I think it was like that the, they, perfect the perfect storm. Yeah. They never <laughs> left the beach. So we were sort of all in it together as far as— this is getting annoying, we can't, you have to keep your stomach sucked in, you can't, you know, have a, eat a hamburger, eat anything, or they'll get a weird foot. So we are sort of, it was just sort of this weird little bubble of Baywatch, and now we're back in it, and um, sort of just the oddness of feeling, you know, like you're famous for a brief period. And then you go back and turn into a (laughs) pumpkin, and... No. You know, you um, can't get a special table at a restaurant. <laughs> but it's like, it's 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 sort of a fun little thing that we all got to be part of and, and experience.
1: Had you worked with Zach before? Or was this the first experience?
0: With... This was my first experience <clears throat> with him. I met him at my screen test, which is an odd thing to go and have a chemistry test with someone you're supposed to be a love interest yeah, with. Yeah, I can imagine. And you're in a bikini yeah, auditioning. That's like Zach Zach yeah, Zach Efron. Yeah, I know. And so part of me is like, oh, my God, it's Zac Nephron. <laughs> and then part of me is like, okay, let's see if we have any chemistry. And how do you find out if you have chemistry with someone if you've known them for 60 seconds? Right. So you just have to look them in the eye and just start talking.
1: That's like and that's just, crazy. Yeah. You're, usually, so, is it like you read a scene or what happens? It's like You
0: read a scene that you've memorized mm. um, and then you, we did some improv. So that was the part where it's just like, okay, I'm just going to talk to you.
1: And see how this And goes. see how you
0: react. And then if you react one way, I'm going to play off of that. And if we react another, I'm going to play off of that in a different
1: way. Now, were you like, a, a, as I was, like a high school muse? Like, were you like a Zach Efron person? Did you know all of his stuff? And... You know,
0: I wasn't, I wasn't like a, I don't know, a Zac Efron. I, <laughs> yeah. I never saw high school musical. And at one point oh, wow. while we were shooting, he was like dancing in the trailer. And I was like, oh my God, you're a really <laughs> good dancer. I, I didn't know that. Like... And everyone looked at me like, Are you out of your mind? <laughs> I totally like Your pop
1: culture blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I
0: yeah, I for some reason like completely blacked out that Zach Efron is a dancer. I thought um, sort i of
1: forget. Th- I mean, I feel like even having seen the movies, I forget that a little bit. Because, I mean, he hasn't. An- oh, we did hairspray, I guess, too. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. I've seen hairspray. <laughs> I have literally no idea why I forgot. But I actually, I think, I've always thought Zach is a really, really good actor. Yeah. He's v- and that's why I think he's had such a long career. And I'm very curious to see everything he does. He's about to play Ted Bundy. I know. And I'm so curious. <gasps> we were to see really that. excited to hear that. We were news. both
1: really excited about that.
0: Well, are you obsessed with serial killers? Like I am yes. obsessed with serial killers. Oh, this is your perfect storm especially. Wow, have you been I love, like right, talking true
1: to crime you? and yes. now and you know Zach. Yeah, I exactly.
0: love true crime stories and Ted Bundy is fascinating to me. I, right. Because he's this he's a sociopath who was a lawyer and so handsome and had all these girlfriends that loved him yeah. and and like supported him and didn't believe that he was it was possible that he would kill anyone meanwhile he's killing just dozens <laughs> dozens of people on the reg and he was able to convince all these people in his life that he was a normal person and that's such a terrifying and fascinating character and it's fascinating for the other people in his life who didn't know who he was oh my
1: god
0: so i find that to be
1: Really this is gonna be good. This is gonna be really good. I feel like it's gonna be. I'm excited for this movie. Yeah, me too. Have yeah. you been
2: talking to him about the role and everything, like quizzing him because you know so much about?
1: <laughs>
0: no, I i haven't been quizzing him. I did say, I'm I love Ted, Ted, but Bund- not love. <laughs> yeah. Hold on. Wow. Now we're saying that Ted Bundy I'm effect. fascinated, like a- <laughs> fascinated by Ted Bundy, yeah. and I love this role for you. And, you know, we did get asked, he got asked some questions in interviews that he answered. So I sort of, but I think he, you know, all he said was, I'm excited to take on the role.
1: Yeah. Um, Wow.
2: Well, I'm so curious because you you noted kind of the paparazzi that were ever lingering. And I feel like when you're part of a production like that, where people are watching, people are naturally linked to their co-stars and there's that sort of attention. Did you, and I I saw that you and Zach were linked. What is that like being at the center of that speculation? It's again like being on the beach in a swimsuit in front of millions of people, but like being the source of like this, I guess, uh, rumors by millions of people. Yeah,
0: I mean, I I understand why it happened and we're very good friends, so I— I think that some of the sort of like affection that we show each other as friends, you know, I understand why people think that. Being in this Baywatch, I just feel like I'm in a weird bubble. It's a little right. surreal to be part of something where everything you do is, you know, it's fine. It's just, it's, it's yeah. an interesting thing. You know, we're on a press tour and yeah. people are going to write stories and say and say things and and make
1: sense. And there could be worse rumors, I think. Like, like, I like yeah, for link, me. Link me to Zach Efron. For I'm like, me, you know, like, for there's it.
0: no way that when I was like in high school, yeah. that I would have ever dated anyone <laughs> as attractive uh-huh. or cool as Zac Efron and now people like legitimately think that I'm
1: yeah that's you know. which is
0: hey I think that's cool
1: I think take it put it on your LinkedIn page you know right. just, like, <laughs> that's right.
0: I'm curious about
2: what is your ideal Friday night these days like I know that you're super busy mm. with Baywatch right now and all the publicity but if you weren't working like is there a TV show you're super into binge watching or
0: so right now, um, I I rarely go out. I love to stay in, and I'm obsessed with this show called The Geordie Shore. Have you ever heard of this? No. Right, because you guys we, are Americans. No, no but, one knows what it is. It is the most amazing show. It's the British version of Jersey Shore, but it's uh, so much better, and it is— You are blowing it's my mind. just amazing. I wish—you <laughs> have to watch it. I— I the, the stars of Geordie Shore should be huge stars want yeah, America I, I, wanna, I
1: can't believe this isn't like a huge I mean it sounds amazing so
0: I'll sit down and watch that and I've watched this I've there's like 14 or 15 seasons and I've watched it all through everything that's available on iTunes twice <laughs> so I'm in the middle of binge watching it for the second time
1: oh wow
0: and like learning new things that I missed the first time
1: do you have like one favorite character
0: yeah so there's this girl named Charlotte and I think she's pretty much everybody's favorite character oh, okay. Charlotte Crosby And she is just the most charming woman that you will ever see. Um,
1: Oh, my gosh. uh, I can't wait to watch this. But also
0: out of her mind, but in the best way.
2: And are they just like constantly binge drinking?
0: They're constantly binge drinking and sleeping with each other, obviously. But it's it takes place in this place called Newcastle. So they have this accent that I've never heard before. It's this—it's a its a <sighs> completely different British accent than I've ever heard. You can sometimes barely understand what they're saying, so it's subtitled. But um, <laughs> yeah, so Charlotte Crosby has this like love, this long-term love affair with one of the guys in the house named Gaz, Gaz Beetle,
1: whose uh, real wild. name is Gary,
0: but everyone calls him Gaz. And Gaz is this Lothario that will sleep with anybody. Oh and God. honestly, every single night, there's a new girl. And, <laughs> but then he'll like, be in love with Charlotte. But then,
1: have, bring then, a then, new girl then, uh. home. And
0: it's this constant, for, for years, back and forth, of Charlotte being like, oh, we're in love. Oh no, he's such a jerk. Oh no, we're in love. Oh, he's brought another. Oh, and they call it pulling. If you, if you pull a girl. Oh, so, she always goes, why did you pull a girl? <laughs> or did Gaz pull a girl And then if he did You know it's like I can't believe he pulled a girl I don't love him anymore And da 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 da, da. No. And it's just this constant We need back to find Charlotte fun.
1: a nice guy I know that, well, like She's she... dating someone now Oh okay good
0: But you know I hope it lasts I hope he's uh. a, a good dude Because she's had She's had some trouble with men Alex
1: ah, I want you to meet this cast I feel like you need to meet I them I like, want to so I feel like that can be arranged So somehow. badly
0: I'm, I want to go to Newcastle And go to the yeah. bars That they always hang out in I'm obsessed with them. Are you? And some of them are terrible people.
2: (laughs) Right. Are you going to London on the press tour?
0: I sure am. And don't think that I'm not going to bring it up.
1: I was going to say this has to somehow be orchestrated. I don't know how somebody to invite them to a premiere or something. I don't know if we want them at a premiere, but right. uh, no, we do. I, we're
0: not doing a, a London premiere. Oh. But if we were, I fully had already intended on asking really? my publicist to make sure that we invited the, um, the cast of the Geordie Shore. You would get oh, like I a think.
2: plus 10. To
1: bring to that <laughs> yeah. after party. It's a casual plus ten for the robot. It would
0: be my my joy to meet them. Have I you, highly recommend the show.
1: I wanna ask also about True Detective. Um yes. so I was I'm just so curious. That show was obviously such a in like I do not even remember the last T V show that took over like the popular culture world. Was it what was it like just being were you aware that it was gonna become such a thing?
0: No. I didn't actually when I, I auditioned for a different role, and I was offered this role without knowing exactly what it was, um, but it was I was sort of having trouble in my career getting into certain rooms for things at the time. Um, I remember there was like a Wonder Woman pilot, and they wouldn't see me on it, mm-hmm. and there were other things, and I was like, I feel like I should be getting in for these yeah. auditions, and I was like, you know what, I need to work with a, a high caliber of people yeah. because Hollywood is pretentious just like everything else. Yeah, it's, it's um, who, you
1: know, who you've worked with, who you right. know. Yeah, yeah,
0: and And also, I wanted to work with good people. I just, because I, I, if you look at it from a career perspective, I thought it was a good career move, but I also just wanted to learn from different people, and, you know, I thought it was a good job. So I sort of thought that it would be something that I'd put on my resume, and in auditions you'd walk in and they'd be looking at your resume, which they always do, and they'd go, Oh, you worked with Carrie Fukunaga, you worked with Woody Harrelson, and you worked with Matthew McConaughey. Tell me about that. So I thought that that would be like a good thing to have on my resume. I thought it was a small part that I didn't think anybody would notice. And the getting naked actually made me incredibly nervous. But I thought that it was worth it. Yeah. And I had nothing to lose. And and I just sort of tried to not think about it. Um, And what ended up happening was completely not what I expected at all, which I think is so interesting because a lot of people, you hear these stories about actors that their biggest thing and the thing that they become known for is something that they never thought.
1: Expected was going like to be... Like High School yeah.
0: Musical, I feel like. No one knew what High School Musical <laughs> yeah, was going to turn into. no completely. Um, so, you know, the episode aired and um, that I was in and my managers just said the phone was ringing off the hook and all of a sudden everyone in Hollywood wanted to meet with me and I think I was cast in San Andreas like a couple weeks later. So it was this huge thing for me
1: um,
0: that I just definitely did not expect at all Um, and I got very lucky. I mean, it's, it's, you know, a lot of this job is luck. It's like, you know, they say it's like preparation and opportunity, luck, whatever that quote is, but it's exactly what happened I think with
1: that. Did Woody or Matthew, when you're working with them, did they have like career advice sort of things? Or is it more just, I mean, I don't know if that was the kind of vibe on set or not, but was that something that they ever imparted to you?
0: No, you know, Matthew, I believe he was in character the whole time. Oh, wow. Because um, I was like, oh so my God. There wasn't a lot of chit-chat. yeah, <laughs> And he was just, he was in character. yeah, um, And I didn't get to know him because I didn't work with him yeah. closely. Um, but Woody Harrelson... He didn't impose career advice or anything, but he was so nice and made me feel so comfortable. And you know, he would email me before the movie came out and just say, "Like you're great." And the I'm sorry, before the show came out and just say you're great in the show and very supportive. Oh, that's amazing. So I think that is the most amazing thing when you have someone you've looked up to your whole life really just support you and then like give you a great compliment like that. Yeah, Um, that is it's it's very encouraging and it's it's um, very kind. Um, so everyone was very, you know, kind throughout that process.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's just so fun too, that it was like all the theories and I'm sure people always wanted to talk to you about like what, I don't know, they were imagining them like the monsters were and that sort of thing. I think like it's right. fun to be a part of that kind of thing.
0: Oh, it was, yeah. it was, it was very, very cool and yep. very interesting. I feel, I can't tell you how lucky I feel to have had that opportunity, Um, And have had it work out the way that it worked out. And to be part of something that everybody knows is always is always cool. And, you know, it did lead to San Andreas. I'm not sure that San Andreas would have been something I booked if it hadn't been for True Detective. And San Andreas was really great for my career as well and and an incredibly cool experience and a, a movie that I'm very proud of.
1: How do you describe Baywatch to your friend? Are you like when you tell people to go see it, or how are you explaining it? To, like, what's your stuff? Do you have like a way you explain yeah, it? What I, do you say? It's two is, like,
0: hours of fun and yeah. laughing. And yeah. that's what I think we all need.
1: And if I feel like it's sort of set up that a sequel would be a possibility, is that something yes. you'd be excited? Is that something you guys have talked about at all? Is that
0: yes? I believe that, you know, this was something that Dwayne set out to turn into a franchise. Yeah. Um, and so that's something that we all were prepared to do when we got, when we
1: shot out, the yeah. movie yeah uh, I feel like especially with like I don't know I don't want to spoil anything if people haven't seen it but the way like the ending works out yes. I feel like it's it's very easy to imagine yes um, well I
2: hope that they get to do the sequel before he begins the political career at least because he can't take that yeah it would m. be
0: it would be absolutely amazing to have a sitting president um, be shooting Baywatch 2 while he's in office like maybe on the weekends instead of golfing
1: yeah, Given how things are working out, I was about to say that actually probably be like more normal than what we have now. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's,
0: <laughs> I mean, Dwayne is, he's definitely a multitasker, so, yeah. but I don't know that people would go for that. But yeah, so hopefully we can get in San Andreas 2 and Baywatch 2 before, before anyone from the cast is, you know,
1: Living in, in a political
0: life. office.
1: Well, Alex, thanks I so like much that. for joining us. This Thank is you so, so much. Fun. I know. We're Thank so excited. You. Good luck
0: in Germany yeah. and good luck Thank on you. this publicity tour. Thank you so much. Yeah. It's nice talking to you guys. Yeah.
1: Can't wait to, you have to let us know of David Hasselhoff's uh, responses. Oh, when I am the, so yeah. excited. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And good
0: luck meeting. You have to meet Jordy Shore. Yes. Yes. It's going to happen. I Please, know. if he, any of them listen.
1: Yeah. Please, I love you so much. If we much. can achieve anything for Alex in this, like coming on this Please podcast, be my if friend. you if you know anyone on the show, DM me. Yeah, let us know. Slide yeah.
0: into my DMs, Gaz. <laughs> there we go. Let's be the friends. The invitation
1: has been made. So. But
0: only friends.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to be the. You
0: and Charlotte are meant to be.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't get in the middle of anything. I don't no, think. No, no, yeah. no, no. Um. Amazing.
2: Perfect. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank so you much. so much. Yeah. That was our conversation with Alex Daddario. Go see her in Baywatch out in theaters now. And we just have one more casting item. Speaking of Alex's thoughts on Zac Efron being cast as Ted Bundy that we wanted to make sure we got into the podcast. So, Josh, take it away.
1: <laughs> well, I feel like this is a confluence of our... Some of we have many varied interests, Julie and I, but this is this really hits the sweet spot of many of them. I love this intro, by the way, in the script, Julie. Julie wrote in as if playing a disgraced former MMA fighter wasn't enough gold. that that should be the beginning of this trailer for whatever movie this is. And the movie is I'm going to answer my own question. Blake Lively is set to star in CBS film's thriller, The Husband's Secret." The story follows a wife, mother, and chronic perfectionist who inadvertently discovers that her husband has been keeping a secret from her for years, a secret that leads her to realize that her life is built on a foundations of lies and murder. And as you may have been able to surmise based on that description, the book was written by Leanne Morty, who wrote Big Little Lies, obviously, as anyone who's even listened to so much as a minute of this podcast (laughs) should know. Uh, was a big obsession of ours earlier this year and so this is a different book that I guess she wrote I don't know if she wrote it before or after but we're really excited about this
2: And, and Julie
1: and Julie has read the book I didn't even know that until this second when I just read it here
2: I read The Husband's Secret first and like The Big Little Lies it's one of those books that goes so fast you read it so quickly But then 24 hours after you've turned that last page, you have no idea what it was about. It is not a book that sticks with you, but boy, is it fun. And you can use that as the pull quote (laughs) in the next printing of that book. But it's going to be a really good role for Blake because I do recall that she thinks her life is going perfectly, this young wife. And then she's cleaning out her attic one day. And she comes across this note in an envelope addressed to her. She opens it. And I believe it was written for, you know, in case her husband wasn't around anymore, he has to let her in on, as the title suggests, a crazy secret i have a lot of thoughts on this i'm a little torn because i would have loved for this to be like a spiritual sequel for big little lies for laura dern mm. reese witherspoon nicole kidman to get back at it you know put on the crazy yeah. the crazy uh, audrey hepburn hats but i'm happy for blake uh, but in i want ryan reynolds to play the husband how great of a stunt casting would that be
1: I really like how you're pushing for this to basically be a documentary about <laughs> Blake Lively's life. <laughs> this would be a perfect role for Blake. She already. So and it's like, this like really dark secret about the husband. I mean, yeah, I think Robbie really, I think Ryan and Blake should do a movie together. Cause I feel like they've built up their joint brand over the past few years. You know, it's so much every item, usually about one of them involves their relationship or their, what you know, their kids. And I think it's time for them to do a movie together. Oh, I guess they've already done one. They did um, Green Lantern. I always forget that. Oh,
2: right. Uh, Right. (laughs) That's kind of... That
1: That that criterion uh, classic, yeah. But I think they need to do a new one now because they're in a different phase now. They're married. They can lean into the idea that they're playing, you know. And also, I think it's kind of fun. I I don't know what I'm basing this on, but I feel like it's kind of fun when a real-life lovey-dovey really, you know, doing great couple plays, you know, A couple that's at odds or somehow, you know, a dark mystery kind of element to it.
2: On the fritz, I I agree. Josh, okay, if it isn't Ryan Reynolds, who would you like to see play her husband?
1: This is because I... One of my favorite periods in pop culture was the brief period of time when Leonardo DiCaprio and Blake Lively dated... And there were the strangest photos of them doing... First of all, they were city biking in New York, which is one photo set that is very important to me. And then there was another photo set when they went on vacation to Italy and they're in this church. And then they're taking photos of each other in Shakespeare's theater or something. And these are great photos. If you haven't seen them, look them up. But I feel like Leo could play her husband and have a sort of sinister air about him in the role. And it could really work. Can't you see it? I can see that. Did you imagine someone like Blake playing it when you read it? Not that you remember any of the details, but do you remember thinking like, wait, wait, did Blake seem like a natural fit to you?
2: No, because I would have, oh. I would have gone more with Reese Witherspoon. Just, I was picturing her a little bit older, a little bit more experienced in life. And Reese Witherspoon yeah. is beautiful, obviously, but it's like a slightly more relatable beauty. Does that make sense? does that no totally come off as
1: that should that should also be a tagline for something for her uh, next fragrance launch or something but i'm sure uh, cbs
2: CBS films (laughs) is queuing up this podcast in their casting meetings because they were desperate to know who josh duboff (laughs) and julie miller wanted to cast opposite blake
1: i have a bad feeling that it's going to be one of these situations where they cast a unknown or relatively unknown male lead I feel like they did that in some other Blake movie I saw recently. Oh, maybe it was it. Oh, no, Age of Adeline. He was kind of known, the guy from Game of Thrones, Michael Huysman. He was great. But Josh, it, I still but,
2: haven't seen Age of Adeline. Is it good?
1: Uh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, we're ending this episode right here. Thank God it's almost over because I don't know if I can deal with that. You have to see it, Julie.
2: Josh like winced after I said that and turned away from me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's as dark as things get between us. It's actually pretty good considering that it's a preposterous uh, <laughs> kind of premise for a film that she never ages. But yeah, I have a feeling that somehow they're... Just, I don't know why I just have this sense it's going to be someone that we don't really know. It's not going to be a big name actor. Also, Blake could totally fit, have fit in in the world of Big Little Lies. So that's the only reason that I was like, oh, this kind of makes sense. Like she could have played a version of Shailene Woodley. Ah, she went have been Shailene Woodley's character. She could have played I guess her age makes it tricky. I was going to say she could have played Reese's character in a few years, though. <laughs> well, Julie's <laughs> expression there. <laughs> we'll we'll let you guys imagine how Julie reacted to that uh, hypothesis. All right. Well, Blake, we're really excited. And uh, this is a continuation of our casting news feature, which we've gotten great feedback about. <laughs> we so really have. We <laughs> we only have one to share this time next time we do it we'll have more items to share i think a rule of the, the um i think we should only do it when there's a blake casting item i think that's become the rule
2: blake's casting corner with josh and julie blake's
1: casting corner someone you know we need music or something for that well, so that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please remember to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, it helps us find new listeners. Uh, let us know what you think. And yeah, let us know about uh, if you've seen Baywatch yet. Uh, send any messages for Alexandra Daddario our way. We'll relay them to her, we promise.
2: Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. We want to hear your feedback about what you think Barack Obama and Prince Harry discussed. And also, who you think should play opposite Blake in The Husband's Secret? You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller,
1: and I'm Jay Duboff. Uh, we also are on Instagram at In The Limelight Pod. This episode was produced by Jordan Bell and edited by Aviim Shapiro. Thanks to Andy Bowers at Panoply. Uh, thanks for joining us, and we will talk to you next week.